Everyone please get to your seats and remain completely still and quiet, as if you weren't here at all. Thank you everyone for joining me today to celebrate the life of Pam. You know, Pam was the first person I met here, and through all the years of weird, unexplainable, and frequently terrifying events, she's always been right there to keep me grounded. There have been many days when the chaos around here threatened to swallow me up, and Pam's call into the show, however confounding was the thing that brought me back from the brink. It's honestly hard to even think about picking up a phone without the possibility of Pam being on the other end. She was unshakable, fearless, seemingly indestructible. I haven't figured out the exact timeline yet, but sometime last week, Pam got it in her head that she wanted to capture the beast. Her sister, Ham, who was staying with her at the time, tried to talk her out of it. Of course, Pam didn't listen. As far as I can tell, she managed to lure the beast onto her property, and an epic fight ensued. Pam hasn't been seen since that night. Our search parties haven't turned up any trace of her, so we are left to conclude that she was tragically vaporized by the beast. That brings us to today. Joining me here is one Pam expert who will help shed some light on the life and times of our fallen friend. And one the beast expert, here to teach us a bit about the mysterious creature we all know and fear. Hopefully his knowledge will prevent a tragedy like this from ever occurring again. Well, um, let's see, starting with uh, Anne, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your relationship to Pam? Well, thank you. Pam for having me today. Pam was a dear friend of mine from back in the day, you know, back in the, the, the 70s, you know, I started a band with my sister, and um, Pam was kind of part of the family, not officially part of the band, but definitely like central to what we were doing back then. So I, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Pam, so I'm, I'm really um, happy to have known Pam, but really sad to be here today under yeah. these circumstances. Yeah, I can understand that. I think we all sympathize. And uh, Beastmaster, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your expertise? I would just like to start by saying that I am in no way related to the Beastmaster of cinematic acclaim. None of us thought so. I am not the Brian Singer character from the late 80s. I figured as much. And I will not tolerate any comparisons made between myself and that character. I am the true Beastmaster. I have searched the wilds my entire life, hunting the beast, while also maintaining 
a very healthy respect for it. Good, good. Thank you very much for having me on your program. Yeah, well, thank you for coming. Um, I really just wanted to, you know, address the two major thoughts on everyone's mind today. Our friend Pam and the Beast, you know, and try to, I don't know, learn, heal, find closure. I think we're gonna, we're gonna really, uh... Fuck, I don't... Alright, I want to say also, you know, thank you to the Community Theater for letting us host this live uh, broadcast here. And thank you to everyone in the audience for staying completely silent, not laughing or clapping, no matter how much you may want to, and waiting your turn to come up and read your eulogy. It looks like we've got someone ready to go. First eulogy. Let's see. Yes, Shaggy Dog. It's been it's been a while. Uh, you got a note there? Okay. I guess I gotta read it. Thank you. Um, I, I I'll read this one for you. No problem. Uh, all right. From the Shaggy Dog, my bestest friend Pam. Thank you for all the laughs and for never asking me if I want to change back into a human being. Remember that time you covered me in cotton candy and I just slurped it all off with one big swish of the tongue? Me too. I will make sure no one hurts anyone in the zoo. I will defend it with my last dying breath. Thanks again for teaching me how to read and do algebra. Maybe one day, Mr. Opossum will pass his geometry exam. Well, all out of time. Anyway, have a great summer. Rough, rough, the shaggy dog. Wow. <sighs> heavy words, you know? Heavy words. I think I think we could Indeed. all learn a little bit from this, this shaggy dog. Yeah, thank, thank you, shaggy do dog. Doc Man. Thank you, shaggy dog. Please get back to your seat. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable in front of all of us. It takes a lot of courage. Well, Anne, uh, you want to tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, how you came to know Pam and uh, kind of your your experience with her? Maybe some, some delightful little stories and anecdotes? Absolutely. Uh, so back in the 70s, I'm going to pinpoint it down to 1970 exactly. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was living in Seattle, Washington, and... Me and my sister, we were starting this band, just kind of fell in love with music after, you know, watching the Beatles and stuff like that. And I got really sick one summer, uh, got mono, and, you know, learned the guitar. But it turns out my sister, uh, Nancy, was actually, like, a lot better at it. Anyways, we started, you know, doing more gigs in the area, and this kind of magical creature started kind of showing up to the to the shows and always was like dancing the hardest and singing along the loudest and it was just it was bound to to happen we became friends you know pam was never part of the band but definitely part of kind of the whole family that kind of makes up a band and um mm. we became close friends 
And, you know, after, after a while, once we had gotten kind of bigger on kind of like a national scope, Pam had to go home to town to here, but we stayed in touch. Uh, we stayed pen pals for years. She would send me letters kind of letting me know how her life was going, but also giving me like stats on her like strength and her dexterity and, um, oh. yeah, kind of how wise she felt, how, how charismatic she was doing. Okay. Um, yeah, so she would kind of give me uh, kind of an update on her life, but also kind of her state of being, uh, mm. which was uh, such a great and kind of intimate way of staying connected to her over the years. Yeah, of um, course. really gives you the full picture of like how she's doing on any given week. Absolutely. So I guess that gives me... Uh, sort of a, a maybe a skepticism or maybe false optimism that maybe Pam made it, but you know, mm. it's um it's hard to say. But she was she, her her strength stats were were pretty good. Oh. Uh, I would have. Do to you say. have the up to date stat sheet with you? I do. I do. I would say so. Her her strength was at an eighteen, and that gives her a plus wow. four. Yeah, very so, impressive. It is. I mean, it is. Yeah. So it's astounding that she's been maintaining such shape for so long. She's yeah. really a marvel, truly a, a magical being, as far as you know. I'm concerned. Maybe not magic in the straightforward sense, but just like her essence. You know. Right, yeah. No, she definitely had a sort of a magical quality about her personality. Absolutely. Yeah. In her letters, uh, she also told me about kind of what she was doing in the community, about her animal sanctuary. She liked to call it a zoo, but it was a lot more than that. You know, she was taking in hurt animals and and people who were kind of going through rough times. So Right. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if you could shed any light on that, because, you know, in the past few weeks, she's been saying what me and a lot of the listeners considered some uh, some troubling stuff about what's going on, you know, her projects regarding the zoo and what have you. But when I was over there, I mostly saw there's a lot of opossums, stray dogs, Straight cats, kind of all just coming and going freely, like a classroom. Mm-hmm. A lot of like crudely filled out worksheets. What? What was Pam up to? Unfortunately, I never got to visit the the school or the zoo. You know, kind of any of uh, any of that. But you know, from her letters, the zoo was a place for animals who gotten hurt or kind of nobody wanted around anymore. Uh, and she'd take them in. And, I mean, yeah, there were cages, but there weren't any locks on them. Yeah. And, um, and she wanted to kind of help them get an edge on the world. It's a tough place, you know? Uh, True. So she, she was teaching them things that could be helpful in their lives, like reading and writing and, and math. Hmm. So, yeah. What a bizarre undertaking. Uh, you know, unusual. That. Sure, but, um, I mean, can you imagine where uh, an opossum who knows how to do, you know, basic arithmetic, 
that opossum can go far. So I, yeah, good I think point. it's a, a beautiful project. Does she also get them to wear little top hats and petticoats? I mean, animals don't wear clothes, so yeah, don't be silly. Yeah, I just think it would be adorable. I mean, I if mean, the animal wants to, from yeah, Beastmaster's perspective, mm. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, as far as I know, there was no clothes, but if they wanted to wear clothes, well, I mean, like the Shaggy Dog, you know, he's wearing some clothes, so I think it's it's so up it's to them. Possible is what you're telling me. I I guess so, but I don't think that was part of the you know the curriculum. Food for thought. Yes. Well, glad you're here to shed some light on uh, Pam's activities, though. Puts me at ease. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Well, got someone else ready with a, a little eulogy. Someone else with another few words to say about Pam here. Just speaking uh, to the microphone. Is this microphone? Is this is this microphone hot? Yeah, this of course. Right here. Yeah. All right. Yes. Pam, you know who it is. I am, of course, saddened by your death, but I can rest easy now, knowing that my secret is safe now that you are in the dirt. So that'll be all for me. Cheers. Okay. Yeah, I guess less a eulogy and more just like a confusing string of words, but... What a reassuring thought. Yeah, I wonder what the secret was. Best not to think too much about it. We'll Um, never know. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, well, Beastmaster, uh, can you tell us a little bit, you know, about what you've learned studying the beast? Um... Any information that you can provide to us, you know, spread the beast awareness and, uh, kind of... Beast. Yeah. Well, his his origins are contested. Okay. From what I can tell, when the soul of a murderer escapes its body and is ingested by a creature that is absolutely desperate for sustenance. Those two forces combine and create a twisted being that does not follow the rules of the mundane world. It grows massive antlers. Right, right. And an upper body that is disproportionately large compared to the rest of its body. And it has a skull instead of a head. That's pretty spooky. And a long, sloppy tongue that swirls around as it speaks. And it is capable of exactly two rhyming couplets worth of speech at a time. Interesting. My father was also a hunter of the beast until he was murdered by it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. Don't be. Oh. That is I'm the not. greatest gift the beast has ever given me. How do you figure? 
and I have studied its movements ever since and compiled the only living compendium of statistics regarding the beast's strengths and weaknesses. So like kind of a stat sheet? That is what some people might call it. A stat sheet. Hmm. This information has come to me at great cost. Of course. I have single-handedly battled the beast and I have lost my right eye and two whole fingers because of it. So then you would be primed to sort of give uh, anyone here some advice on how to perhaps avoid the beast or if if faced with, you know, a beast encounter, uh, yes. how to best survive that. I am still doing my best to try to get publishers to pick up my forthcoming work on the beast that involves incantations and rituals to fend it off. But largely, as long as you do not attempt to harm the beast or the creatures that it shepherds in the forest, then it will mean you no harm. So I guess that is, you know, where Pam went wrong. She had that very large box with a stick and really rubbed the beast the wrong way when she tried to capture it. Just hate to see it. That was a fool's errand. No mortal can fell the beast. Oh, well, shoot. That's too bad. And I am here to defend this creature's reputation. Defend its reputation? Yes. I mean, I think it has a reputation as a, you know, a killer of our close friend. That's mostly... But it was obviously provoked. And I will not have anyone out there saying that this mere mortal has defeated it in single combat. I, I gotta... I'm gonna jump in here because um, I'm hearing some some things that I, I just I just gotta disagree with. Based on my experience with Pam, I think there's a little bit more of a, a gray area here about, you know, what we think is possible for uh, sure. who's gonna be taken down the beast. allow mankind's mightiest tool, arithmetic, to solve this particular question. Yeah, you know, that's good thinking. I think it would bring a lot of closure to us because the investigation is still pending. We have yet to exactly figure out what went down between Pam luring the beast onto her property and um, Pam's vaporization. And I mean, with the two of you here, with two, I, I guess, up-to-date stat sheets on both Pam and the beast, we could, we could suss out how this may have gone down, what happened, who, you know, who had the upper hand in this fight, who gained the upper hand through some sort of magical means or trickery or, like, I, I don't know, s skill with a spear. Hard to we say. will do our best to crunch the numbers here. Yeah, well, why don't you crunch away for a minute, come up with some, you know, some algorithms, some logarithms, and in the meantime, we got a couple other people ready to, uh, Say a few final words to Pam. So, one more eulogy ready to go at the mic. 
Yeah, let's hear it whenever you're ready. Pam, I'll always remember that beautiful night in the Grand Canyon. That bottle of Chablis. The feathered mullet that you had catching the moonlight. Of course, the Tevas that you gifted me because I was foolish enough to only wear leather boots out in the desert. And just the poetry that we spoke to one another with our eyes. I'll never forget it and just thank you for that beautiful time. I'll never love again. And, you know, I hope I see you in whatever comes next. Wow, that's touching. Touching stuff. Um, really brings a tear to your eye. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. We've got, Seems uh, like there was a lot of love here. Understandable. I mean, I'm feeling just a general lot of love in this room. Kind of a lot of love energy. So much love. Really warms the heart. But uh, we've got one more person ready with one more uh, bit to say about Pam. Let's uh, let's hear it. Hey Pam, can you come back as a ghost and tell me the Netflix password? <laughs> I feel bad about watching it without you. <laughs> but I, I simply must know how season four of The Crown ends. Um, I'll take my answer off the air. Bye. Wow. Okay. Just another really touching sentiment. Yeah, I guess. I've got this little bottle here. I'm going to pass it around. If anybody feels the really strong urge to shed a tear, if they will please collect it in this bottle. And then give it to me. Are you gonna drink them? Yeah, we're I gonna need them for them. my my potions. Oh, you're a potion maker. Yes, I travel the wilds, mostly following the beast, but also using its dung and its droppings and many of the other magical creatures that follow its awful to create. Potions of magical natures. Okay. Which I then sell every Saturday morning at the farmer's market on the edge of town. Okay. Huh. Can these potions, like, ward off the beast or anything, like, kind of relevant? Yes. Like that? Oh, interesting. They also increase virility. Hmm. They also increase your comedic timing. Oh, nice, nice. They also and increase the amount of back hair you have to keep you warm in the rain. Okay. I I guess some people want that. Sure. Sure, yeah. It's going pretty. We have our ups and downs, but... Yeah, I mean, any small business is going to deal with that. I, uh, I can relate, but... um, Well, y'all, uh, you've had a moment to sort of look over the stat sheets, crunch some numbers, and hopefully, you know, develop some theories about how this showdown between Pam and the Beast went down, and maybe, you know, we could, uh, we could learn if, if it was even possible, you know, if there's still even a shred of hope that Pam somehow bested the Beast, or, you know, what means the Beast may have used to best, uh, our close friend Pam. 
Oh, from what I can tell. I don't know Pam's stats, current stats. But I do know that the beast has a quantified strength of 28. 28, oof. Any blow that this human being would have endured from the beast would have vaporized them on contact. Hmm. I think uh, you're kind of overlooking, you know, how uh, Pam is is adept at, like, evasive measures. Uh, I mean, she's got a dexterity of 15. Mm. Uh, That's a plus two. I mean, yeah. And she knows how to wield a sharp stick. Is all wow. Plus seven to hit with a with a spear. I mean, that's that's what? nothing to scoff at. Exactly. Oh yeah. Even now, what was her agility? You and I both know, Pan, that that is not an applicable stat. If you're talking about athletics, that's a plus ten. Look, I'm she not... may have been lively enough to evade one, maybe two strikes. From the beast's mighty claws. But I find it nearly impossible that she was able to evade all of these deadly swings. And I'm sure that there were one or two hits that she scored against this incredible fiend. But as I'm as I have found, the beast has regenerative qualities. They Retrieve 15 hit points of health after every attack. So you're telling me that this Pam would have been able to very quickly deal enough killing blows to the beast to counteract its regenerative qualities? I mean, I'm saying it it would be tough, sure. You know, this is not a sure win, but... She has a special ability. You know, she's brave. She, she has advantage over saving throws against being frightened. Uh, you know, she has, you know, the fact that she's good at, at making traps and is all about kind of fortifying. She's good with the shield, you know? She's got 2d4 plus 4 for bludgeoning damage. A dc15 strength saving throw when she succeeds. So I think... Ow. It's uh, it's not you know the most likely, but I don't I, I just can't believe that it's impossible. Have you ever seen Pam go up against a formidable opponent like the Beast? Have you ever seen her best something of the Beast's greatness? I can't say that I've ever seen the Beast or or something like that. You know, I I come from. A, a pretty regular background of rock and roll and, uh, you know, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. The but Beast doesn't live there. The Beast doesn't live there. But I have to believe that based on what I've seen and the amazing things that I've witnessed, that she had such an immense strength within her that I think there's a chance she's out there. Wounded. For sure. But still out there. The beast has an effective dark vision that extends 120 feet. 
Okay. There's no way she could have pawed her way through the darkness away from a hungry beast. I mean, would the beast have pursued her? Like, after, after the fight? Once attacked, the beast will never, and I mean never, stop pursuing an opponent. I don't mean to throw a wrench in this whole concept, but didn't you fight the beast and escape with only a couple of severe injuries? That's a great point. I am always running from the beast. Oh, it's kind of an it follows sort of scenario or scenario. That's why I can't stay here longer than an hour. Of course, yeah, no. And we won't keep you, but let's, you know. The beast won't come in here, but it will wait for me in the parking lot. Yeah, I think the beast knows better than to uh, come around right now, but. And don't get me wrong. I want nothing more than for a human being to best the beast. I just because I then see, I will be free. Yeah. Mm. I I have a hard time believing believing that uh, from you, Beastmaster. You know, no offense, but getting a lot of kind of anti-Pam rhetoric from you. I have never met this person. Yeah, mm. but that's I'm clear. Here. That's really to clear. defend the beast reputation. Sure. We need to respect this creature of the night. I respect the the, the beast as well. Uh, and I think that's such an important point. This beast seems like such a natural being, kind of a, a part of uh, the vibrant ecosystem of this place. But mm-hmm. I just, I feel like it's important not to underestimate Pam in her powers of... Uh, Kind of persistence, uh, tenacity. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, saving throws, all that. So. True. I guess we should keep running simulations through this supercomputer. You have a supercomputer? Yes, I do. Oh. I carry it with me at all times in my massive cart. Wow. I can't believe I didn't notice that until right now, but geez. Yes, it's right here behind this big red curtain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, kind of chuffing away. You could hear all of its beepings and boopings. Yeah, is it kind of like a steam? It's sort of... Is there steam coming out of it? Technically, yes. It takes quite a bit of energy to crunch all these numbers. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, I mean, at least that'll yield, like, a... Hopefully, an accurate... Yes. Determination. Technology that 1981 could offer. Oh. Look at all the, the wheels spinning. That means it's a good one. Oh my. Okay. Well, okay. Let's uh let's get some more data punched into that there machine of yours and you know get some more results. See what happens. And while it's crunching the numbers, let's uh let's see. We've got one more person with some more words to say. Uh, go ahead whenever you're ready. Pam, I've always loved you, and now that you're gone, I know that I'll never be able to finally tell you that this final chapter of our love will never be written, and that you'll never know all the things I saw you doing when I followed you all these years. What? When I was led... You know, like a like a dog on a leash by my unrequited affections for you and 
You know, maybe one day I'll find you out there in the afterlife if there is one. And you'll finally, having seen everything using the time-space video player in the sky, you'll be able to see all the things that I did for you, all the times you thought you lost something, but really you dropped it and I picked it up and I put it in your car. Maybe okay. you'll see all those instances of sheer goodwill that I, you know, extended towards you, and maybe you'll figure out that we are, we're meant to be together, but until then, I will be alive, and you will be dead, and I will be crying. Thank you for sharing. That was... That was intensely romantic. Yeah, and kind of bizarrely, um, uh, concerning, I guess. It's a little bit of a strange perspective coming from, uh, our guest over there. Pam does that to people, though, you know? I, honestly, I can't necessarily blame him. Hell of a lady. This is, you know, this loss is really weighing heavy on everyone. It seems like there is now a festering open wound in this community left Absolutely. behind by the absence of this person. Isn't that just the way it goes, though? All right, looks like someone else is uh, approaching the mic. Yeah, tell us, uh, tell us anything you want to say whenever you're ready. Hello, I lived at Pam's Zoo for a few weeks when I was going through a real rough patch. I had lost my bird bones in a terrible saintly switch catastrophe and I was feeling lost and Pam she took me in when I was able to reorient myself after the temporary loss of my precious bird bones during my time at Pam's zoo I finally learned how to divide fractions. And I will be forever grateful for helping me find myself and my bird wounds again, but also helping me to learn how to divide fractions. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Wow, that was powerful. That was powerful. Yeah. Wow. Impressive stuff. You know, I guess all these years I've been taking for granted um, just the the service that Pam had been providing to this community right under our noses. So maybe not taking for granted so much as not not seeing ever with my eyes. What it, whatever. Just wish I could have told her what it meant when she was alive. Sometimes all you hear is the cry of the bullfrog. And you do not see it. Digging little holes in the mud. Now what does that mean? Yeah, please tell us more. It's an old proverb, but I never really understood what it meant. Sounded pretty cool. Um, I, We'll see if we can't figure that one out later. But for now, looks like uh, your computer is done kicking up smoke, so I assume that's a good sign. Uh, it's almost done. It needs a few more minutes. Alright, well... In the meantime, um, Anne, why don't you tell us a little more about Pam, you know? Uh, share maybe, like, a delightful story about, you know, the 
I, you know, I won't guide you too much. Just <laughs> uh, hit us with it. Thanks, thanks, Pan. Um, I mean, there are just so many great stories about Pam over uh, our our time together. Uh, but I'm, I, let me tell you just one kind of story. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the song Magic Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's still on the radio. Uh, it was kind of a big hit back in the day. Um, and so some people like to, to think there's kind of a rumor that it's about Charlie Manson, I, I think is the name, the, the cult leader guy. Um, sure, that sounds familiar, I guess. Yeah, I think that's him. Um, I don't, I don't, I've, I've never really dug too deep into that theory because I know the true story about what Magic Man is all about. So originally, that song was titled Magic Pam. She inspired this song that was so, you know, popular and, and is still with us today. And it Are was you because- saying you created this song? Uh, sh- I'm saying that I know this song and I know its origins. Sure. Uh, and that I know for a fact that the original uh, demo for this song was Magic Pam. And wow. is is all about that powerful, charismatic kind of source of energy that is Pam. That it's okay. you just you just can't Really, once once you've kind of gotten past that like thick exterior and gotten into that warm molten center, it's it's an irresistible force that Pam, you know, getting into that heart. Huh. Uh, so yeah, she was so more like uh, figurative magic. More Did she like, do any like sleight of hand or prestidigitation? Or, like, could she wield the powers beyond our world? I will say that rather than like sleight of hand or prestidigitation, uh, it was more of uh, you know lifting impossible weights or uh, you know pushing large men off of stages who were getting a little too rowdy. Okay. Uh, I think just sort of things that seem impossible, but when it came to Pam, were easy as as anything else i think just a a shocking reservoir of power was was inside that body yeah Yeah, i mean when you told us her strength stat i was surprised i mean i knew she was hardy but most impressive how old was she when the stat was recorded i have no idea okay can we assume that it it was still applicable last week when she took on the beast? Uh, I don't know how old Pam is, uh, but I do know that the stat that I gave you was current, and that has only increased over time since we've been pen pals. Wow. Which you would think would be the opposite, right? But she is... Yeah, she's so old. She is... She could be ancient. I I don't know. Uh, Sounds like a warrior to be feared and respected. Absolutely. And that's kind of what I've been, you know, saying that, you know, you should never underestimate this incredible warrior that is Pam. It's a shame the beast 
dunked her so hard. Yeah, honestly, I mean, we don't, we don't know that. And it looks like, is the computer smoking again? This is perfectly normal. Okay, we're indoors. I've disabled the fire alarms. Yeah, no, the I think someone's on that. This will continue. You? Jesus, okay, well. It's doing more simulations. I mean, okay. we want the most thorough analysis possible, so I guess good for it to run its course, but mind you, as it's doing that, I would, you know, let's not make any assumptions about the, the way that this fight transpired between the Beast and Pam. You know, we don't, we still don't know. I Did I find a pile of ashes at the scene? Yes, but that's neither here nor there. Jury's still out. We don't know. We yes, don't know. I will do my best not to speculate as to whether or not the beast dastardly dunked your friend into a pile of ash. Okay, yeah, do do that. Do that. Let that marinate in your head while we uh, maybe get a couple more people uh, on the mic uh, with a few words to say. I think we've got someone ready to go. Uh, Let's hear it whenever you're ready. Hey, uh, this is is Jeremy. He, him, and I just want to say, Pam, I love you. Wow, thank you for sharing. I think we can all relate to that one. Absolutely. Thank you. Powerful. Thanks, Jeremy. Potent stuff. Mm. Um, and one more person ready to go over there. Uh, yeah, let's uh, go whenever you're ready. Hello, my name is is Garfield. Um, so I have some information that I think is very important that I share. Uh, sorry, he him, Garfield he him. Uh, I have some information that's really important to share with the community here at large. Uh, in reference to uh, what's happened with Pam, uh, I have uh, some important information for uh, the the recovery of a treasure some treasure and also I have a poem that I would like to recite uh, that I think uh, Pam would have really liked um okay. yeah I think I'm gonna start with um, the poem so uh, this poem is, is called um, Haiku for Geraldine's Dog and okay. it, go- it goes like this it's a, it's a, it's a few hackers. So, it's okay. Uh, okay. I hope this has uh, something to do with Pam. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, first one is Pomeranian. Rat dog better bite down hard. She's such a good girl. Yeah, next one goes. Garfield, that, that was completely unrelated to what I we am weeping about. like a little boy. No, yeah, I appreciate your craft and your like, mm-hmm. you know, your mm-hmm. talent here. But yeah. are we gonna, are you gonna eulogize our fallen friend Pam or? Um, what next? Next one is um, choke on chicken bones. She never had any teeth, just a softened mouth. Thank you for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. I have another one. It's uh, sold as a warm toy. An example of balance. Predator and prey. That's good. I like that Garfield. one the most. Uh-huh. 
I'm glad you like him, Beastmaster, because um, I'm starting to wonder where this is headed. Yeah. We all mourn but, in different ways, but we've got a lot of people who want to talk about Pam and okay. like, all right. her, her fight with the beasts. So. <laughs> Can I do one more, please? Okay, yeah, one more. Okay, thank you. Um, gray beady eyeballs. Why still keep this one around? Little dog demands to live. Is this about Pam or what is going on? Was that? Uh, are you calling Pam a dog, or I'm just really confused about what's no. going on? There? I understand it, that like poetry often features sort of like figurative language. I don't think you're yeah. supposed to understand it. Yeah, I think there's something else going on here. Something kind of uh, deeper. Yeah, it's the deeper. It's deeper. It's about. It's. <laughs> well, I just out missed into the bottle. I just miss Pam because she understood my my struggles. You know, when I when I lost all my microwaves, you now she was there for me. And I only had my Toshiba, which I love. I love my Toshiba, but she was there when all of my other beautiful microwaves were taken from me by puzzle box. And I appreciate, you know, I thought Japan would like a poem, so that's why I read it. So, you know, thank you for... Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, bye-bye. Bye. Well, I think, I think Garfield may have forgotten the part about the treasure, and that's for the best if you ask me, because, uh... uh that was getting a little long in the tooth. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move Beastmaster on. does not understand a microwave. Don't don't sweat it. It doesn't really matter. Is it like something you hang five on? Not really, but you know, don't. No. I, I agree. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like a small oven. Just boggles the mind. Don't think too hard about it. Focus on the beast. Focus on the beast and your you know your algorithms, your logarithms. What have you have you turned anything up like at? Have any conclusions come through the wire there, or...? The early readings are coming in, but they are still undecided. It still needs to do 14 more simulations. How Hmm. long will that take? It won't take long. Okay. You know, I thought right now might be a good time uh, for you, Beastmaster, to tell us a little bit about your experience battling the beast. Yes. You would like me to recount the epic conflict between myself and my nemesis, the beast. Yeah, that. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And maybe we could learn, you know, what it's what it's like, you know, to fight the beast. A bolt Let's of lightning it. strikes at the top of a dead cedar tree. And it falls between the two combatants. Myself at the ripe age of 17 and a half. And the mighty beast, illuminated only by the flames rising from the fallen tree. Its terrible bloody teeth gleaming in the orange light. We 
participated in epic combat there atop a precipice with a large waterfall flowing over it. Sounds really cool. I said some choice one-liners. Can you break us off a little sample? Like, maybe like what, you know, what the beast might have done and then like how you responded? There was one where I cut off a little bit of one of the beast's mighty antlers, of which there are four. Wow. Wow. And I pointed at it and rose my blade into the air and said, One's for me. Got him. To which it replied with some sort of pithy rhyming couplet. Sort of nonsensical, because I don't think it really understands what it's saying. Um, or maybe it does. Do you remember the couplet? Can you it, give us a taste? Just a little slice? I don't remember it, okay? That's fine. I took a That's few a- blows to the the old dome piece. Um, yeah, that'll knock any poetry right out of your head. It flung its mighty tail right at my eye, ripping it out because it's got two fingers on the end of its tail. Oh, wow. And it just pinched my eye out and then threw it in the air and then caught it with its mouth. Ew. And I could see it the whole time. Yucky. From the eye that had been ripped out of my head's perspective. Oh, wow. That's... That doesn't make sense, but okay. Yeah, that shouldn't be possible. It shouldn't, but it's the beast. Yeah, there's a lot of magics at play, so... Okay. Huh. So then I lunged at it with my mighty scimitar. Okay. And it body-checked me off of the cliff and into the water. And the mighty river took me miles and miles. And that's the only reason I'm alive today. Huh. Do do you think that the, the beast was trying to, you know, save you by chucking you in that river? Hmm. Interesting point. Think about that beast bastard? Maybe? It is possible that it wanted me to live that day so that we could fight one another again once I gotten stronger. That it deemed me an unworthy opponent as I was in the moment. It's really noble. Yeah. Yeah. Such a noble beast. Here's Maybe. a question. Yeah. So you wielded back then a scimitar, which is known for its slashing damage. Whereas um, Pam uh, famously uses a spear, which is more like piercing damage. Do you think that, is it possible that the beast is more vulnerable to one type of damage or the other? Let me look at my stats here. Yeah. It looks like the beast has damage resistances to bludgeoning and slashing. Mm. Based on what I found uh, from various thorn bushes that it's run through. Right, yeah. And whenever it's encountered an ogre using a club. Of course. So there might be a chance that it's maybe more susceptible to the to the spear. Right. This is entirely possible. So even if Pam was disadvantaged, which we I think we can all agree, you know, maybe she just uh, was able to just get that slight 
advantage just based on her weapon, you know. Even with that slight advantage, I doubt that she was capable of felling this creature of such immense power. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, write anything off as impossible just yet. Is it? Exactly. Do you think a problem that we haven't taken into account that this battle took place on Pam's property and she had a number of animals present who were, you know, dedicated to her, you know, would they have, do you think they played a part in this? And, you know, follow-up question, is the beast weak to any sort of, like, small critters? The beast is the shepherd of the forest. Okay. And as such, many creatures owe it their loyalty. I, I can't, you know, disagree with that in general, but I think, you know, it's hard to argue with the fact that Pam has cultivated a relationship with all of the creatures within her zoo. I, I, I can only imagine that her, you know, little creature friends would have helped her in this battle, giving her maybe a little bit of an advantage that just, you know, helped her uh, survive. You know, like I said before, these cages don't have locks on them. True. And I and and I and I know that the creatures in that zoo loved her. You know, as we've heard from some of the the creatures that have lived in her zoo, they're devoted to Pam. I I can only imagine that they tried I'm to sure assist her they in the would battle. Have been very conflicted. And maybe if they had betrayed the beast, then she would have had a slight advantage against it. And, and I think that's, you know, part of, of how she may have survived. All of these collective slight advantages. You know, yeah, just... they all add up. I, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Much to think about. Only the computer will tell the true tale. Yeah, I'll input yeah. a few more of these variables to augment the data. Let me just Is do it that supposed here. to be hissing like that? What's that smell? Is that the... It also there? cooks little treats using the heat that it gives off. Oh. Would anybody That's cool. else like a matzo stick? Um, yeah, sure. I'm pretty hungry. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you, though. Uh, I'm gonna get to chewing on this, and while I do that, looks like we've got someone else ready, uh, with a few more words to say about Pam. Yeah, let's hear it whenever you're ready. Hey there, you know who this is. You know, uh, <laughs> you always did say once for me, I never did understand you, but, uh, it wasn't till today that those words really rang in my head in the right way, and now I know what you were talking about, so... Yeah, just thank you for all your wisdom, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a lesson I'm going to be learning for the rest of my life, so, I guess, uh, one is for you. I guess he's right, you know? One's for me, one's for you. I guess you could really say, one is for all of us. Wow, good point. Well, looks like, uh, somebody else is ready to go. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear it. Uh, hi, uh, I, so, I'm uh, just a colony and... Well, <laughs> I'm not calling in. I'm right here on this date. Yeah, no, I'm looking funny? at you. <laughs> we can all see you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? 
Uh, don't laugh at that. You know, remain uh, completely silent. Uh, so I'm just calling. Well, <laughs> I'm just here uh, trying to say, Pam, please don't find uh, my brother in the spectral plane. Uh, and I think you you can kind of understand why it's not cool after all of all the stuff that went down. I mean, you know, all this stuff, what that happened um, in Panama. So, uh, yeah, now that you're a ghost or, you know, a spectral creature, what have you, stay away from my brother. Thanks, and uh, I appreciate you taking my call. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they understand how microphones or eulogies work, but that's okay. What also, trauma? I just wanted to say um, more like Pamama. Thank you. Oh, that's good. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you get it. What an amazing night we're having. The computer I... is near finished with its calculations. Yeah, it's really hot. I can feel it from here. Yeah, you're getting I... a little toasty in here. Absolutely. I, I Again, Pam, I want to thank you. Or, Pam, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for this beautiful... Uh, event that you've curated here, kind of bringing us all together. So, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate y'all coming. I mean, Pam meant a lot to this town in general, but more than more than anything, meant a lot to this. Meant a lot to meant a lot to this radio. And I can't understate how. Who is that? Shut up! I I asked everyone to please be absolutely perfectly silent and still. Can somebody bring up the house lights? Yeah, come on, Nick. It's what's going on? I Pam? Pam, we can all. What are you doing here? Oh, I wanted to hook this thing. Pam, we all thought you were dead. Well, most of us thought you were no, dead. No, I I knew you were alive this whole time. I called it. And yeah, you called it. Take a lot more to kill Pam. Pam, what happened? You, I was almost. I would say, 80, 80 to eighty-five percent sure you were vaporized. I still am. She's right here, dude. She's right there. I've never I'm met her before. Okay, maybe that's, yeah, she, this is him. a secret twin. Okay. No, she has a non-secret twin, and we can all tell the difference. Yes, and she's back home. I locked her up. You look, Pam. We know what you've been up to. You don't have to pretend anymore. Nope. Locked her up. She's in my zoo because she's too dangerous out there. Pam. Ham told me that you were letting her crash with you while her house was fumigated. I know what's going on. She's a dastardly evil twin. You can't trust her. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And all you folk are silly for having a funeral for someone whose body you didn't find. I'm so glad to see you. Pam, I'm so glad to see you. It's a pleasure to see you about time you visited. I mean, you know how hard it is to get in this town. True, yeah. I told you I'd show you how. I appreciate that. I'm you so think glad that getting in's hard, try and leave it. I can only imagine. I will need help with that, Pam. We'll we'll reconnect. I do need to leave this town. So. I need new beers, what I need. Pam, can you just uh grab the wireless mic and bring it with you to the concession stand and while you're on your way over, maybe tell us like what what did happen? Because I'm still, you know, we're crunching the numbers here. We have yet to figure out how this this took place. You, you v the beast. All right, I'll get my wireless man. 
You're lucky I brought one with me. Yeah, that was a weird choice. Well, I was trying to catch a big old bear because I suspected it was going through my trash, through my bins. And so I made this big magical cage with magically reinforced steel and hinges. And I put a space heater in it in case it got cold. And I put some carrion in it in case it needed to eat. Of course. And I also put in a 42-inch plasma screen television in case it needed something to watch. That's right. so Now, when and you did that, did you know that that is also exactly what it takes to attract the beast? I didn't know that. I thought the beast wasn't real. Really? But the beast done showed up, and, you know, we participated in gripping combat, but, you know, it was kind of like a stalemate, so I went and... I just uh, kind of laid low for a minute. Did you have a nice week off? No. Oh, okay. Oh. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I ain't getting nothing done. That's fine. You know, sometimes it's best to just relax. You have a run-in with the beast. I, I can understand. How on earth did you survive an encounter with the beast? There is no way. I did what I had to. I, I stabbed it, and I jumped, and I, I did it. Barrel rolls, and oh. I used my trash can lid shield on it. Sounds badass. Mm -hmm. We fall all the way out into the forest. Doctors, peanut in my throat. Gross. But huh? Did you get in any any like cool one-liners uh, while while y'all were fighting? This ain't a movie, pan. Yeah. I don't talk while I fight. Yes. Talking's for people who lose fights. Like old one eye over here. Got him. I'm offended, but I cannot refute this statement. Yeah, let's let's keep it cordial, Pam. We we all missed you. Didn't necessarily miss this attitude. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I'll go home tend to my seat. Y'all uh, suckers. Uh, Believing I, I was dead. I'm taking uh, all these funeral presents with me, though. I guess that's your right. Yeah. And did you have something to say? I I just need to reconnect with Pam later, uh, just to make sure that I can. Indeed, leave town. Uh, but, you know, I'm so glad she's alive. I'll take you in my truck. I'll take Thank you. You're the best. Alright, so nice. Huh. Well, yeah, I guess y'all can connect after this. Seems like, um, I mean, we had quite a few more eulogies to get through, but given that she has revealed herself to be extremely, possibly more alive than ever, we, I don't know, someone was already. Someone was already up to the mic. I'll let you get through. She had that incredible scar on her face. It was cool. Yeah, that was sort of roguish and, like, sick. And it looked a lot like a sacred rune. Yeah? And who is that she's meeting at the end of the aisle? Oh, yeah. I can hardly see from the light shining in from outside. Some, is that, like, a some kind of tumness? Some sort what do you of... mean? Mister? Like, like, yeah. Yeah, like goat legs? Yeah, he's got like furry legs, they're chatting. Pam's like gesturing very like wildly. Yeah, they seem to be good friends. Yeah, I wonder how yeah. they know each other. Interesting. Uh, probably nothing. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. nothing. Her but business. I, I want to know what this this gentleman has to say though. Yeah, fella at the mic, say. you can, you can kind of, you can get one more out, even though she's alive if you want. Hello, this is Howard He Him. 
I got one last eulogy for Pam. Let's hear it. I miss you, Pam. And now I'm gonna read you something from the the Tome of Gear here. Page one. The field will quiet. The air will still. The battle will end. Two combatants will lay slain. Spears did stab, claw did rend, and labored breasts of enemies fallen, only final breaths remain. The lapwing's call will echo in the canopy thrice, with only two warriors dying. The song beckoning him who demands a prize. The hooved one arrives at the sound of its crying. Looks crying. like the computer's finally done uh, whirling and hissing. Among those, how did it turn out? You on the mic, you can stop talking. We're, well, we're doing our thing now. It looks here like the we've got some definitive answers. Okay, finally the answer. Wait, okay, what's that? Did you bring a fax machine with you? I did. Um, so. The way that I typically uh, receive letters from Pam is through fax. Uh, it's just been a technology that's like worked really well for the both of us. And uh, so I, I wanted to make sure that if she needed to send me a fax, you know, but for, for an emergency that I had one here, you know, close, close by. And, and on this fax, I've gotten an updated stat sheet um, that I, yeah, that I think really kind of gives a lot of insight as to how this battle may have taken place. Well, good thing it's a fax, because we can feed that right into the computer's fax Directly line. here, yes. Exactly. Yeah, so updated here, instantly. Here you go. Here, yeah, here just go. pop that right in there. All right, it should be all done here once I shove this into the... Oh, it's pushing it back out. Maybe let me smooth it a little bit. Yeah, smooth yeah. it out. Smooth the it corners out. are a little... Make sure it's even. Oh, it's upside down. That's why. Okay. Here we go. Yep, okay. now that it's in, the definitive results are printing now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just wait right here, then. It's looking to me like... 97 out of 97 simulations conducted all ended with... Both combatants dying. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's this is sort a of... perfect equal matching. I have never amazing. seen anything like this. The combat simulating supercomputer has never given me this reading. Yeah, that's amazing. And statistically so improbable. Absolutely. That's... Uh... The math is infallible. Oh yeah, I trust math yeah, sure. above everything else. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, that that adds mystery to kind of the our 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 knowledge that that Pam is indeed alive uh, and with us and not dead. So I, I think yeah. we st there's still and a lot of bearing uh, this mysterious scar. Truly, hmm, a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know that I get it, but... Um, okay, well, it looks like uh, someone's 
Yeah, can you give us one more minute? Y'all, they, they're supposed to get the, the community theater production of Starlight Express set up in here. Oh, okay. And they're asking oh, that, that us. That would explain all the skates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I, I guess, uh, thank you, thank you, Pam, uh, Pam. <laughs> one one, one you, last Pam time. and Pam. Thank you, Pam and Pan. Uh, since you're both alive, what a what a great, great ending to this funeral that uh, we were able to, uh, you know, have both of you with us living in this plane. Uh, and thank you for creating this space for us. I- I'm gonna go, uh, you know, uh, link up with Pam so I can go home. Um, Good thinking. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, thank you for again. coming. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for, even though she is alive, thanks for, you know, joining you us for to celebrate her life. Which having me and remember to buy some of my wares at the Saturday Farmer's Market. Yeah, do that, everybody. Uh, get over there. I... Also, beware the beast. Yeah, beware the beast. Something, uh, something strange is going on. Uh, and the beast is still out there. So you're going to want these potions possibly now more than ever. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Beastmaster. Thank you, Anne. Uh, it's been a delight. Um, I'm glad that Pam is back. That's fun. Yeah, well, great great work, everybody. Great funeral. Um, probably the best funeral I've ever uh, conducted or attended. Yeah, go team. <laughs>